Welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, coming to you from my basement out here in the eastern plains of Colorado. Used to say a safe distance from the demise of Western civilization. But uh, but here we are in the middle of it, planting gardens in the ashes. Always, always. That's, that's what we do. Adam McManus <laughs> from theworldview.com with me. and I, Worldview.com is something I'm so happy with that, you know, we have an opportunity to share the news that matters most so, Adam, I commend you for the work you've done on that for eight years. I think we're on our eighth anniversary this week or next week. Uh, but, wow, I mean, this is a, a great opportunity to to bring out God's truth and, and God's story in the midst of human history and the reporting of the last 24 hours of human history. So I commend you for what you do each day. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to do it. Most recently, I enjoyed putting out the soundbite of what Pastor Andy Stanley had said on the homosexual question, and then Tony Perkins calling him a false prophet from the Family Research Council. It's that kind of contrasting sound bites you're not going to get from your typical newscast, even some that say they're Christian. We put side by side with some powerful scriptures, so it's a, a wonderful blessing to have the the platform that you've created to do it. Thank you. And news is always worldview-oriented. That is, the most important story is going to be covered, but that's going to be determined by your worldview. And we believe that the state of the church in America matters. The kind of teachers that show up in the churches and lead the, the Christian church across this country really matters, and we want to have those voices and a degree of critique as well. Uh, such that uh, our listeners could be up to speed on some of the matters that are of most import. Also, what the world is doing, not just what the church is doing, what the world is doing. And I want to address the issue of artificial intelligence on this edition because it's coming. It's already come. It's here. Uh, it's hard to believe, but yeah, artificial intelligence here. Microsoft has released ChatGPT. Owned by OpenAI, which ultimately was funded by Microsoft to the tune of, I think it was $20 billion. It was a ton of money. And millions of people already have marveled at its ability to sound like a real person while replying conversationally to complicated questions. Google on Monday also announced their artificial intelligence chatbot technology called BARD is rolling out in just a couple of weeks, uh, not to be beaten by Microsoft and those guys. But, uh, you know, it's a powerful technology, Adam. A college student can type in, how can nuclear technology replace coal and oil, enter the number of words that they want for the response, and it can write the paper in seconds. Nobody would know the paper was produced by AI. It's, just, it's extraordinary. And it's not not as if it's just, you know, blocking and copying what it's read on Google. Uh, no, no, it's it's writing the paper from scratch. In the meantime, the college student who's tempted to do that and perhaps hang out with friends or go to the next party is compromising his or her own education. Well, yeah, that too. But the, the sorts of things that will happen with artificial intelligence uh, is, I think, practically mind-blowing for us. And how does this tie into a biblical worldview and the war of the worldviews in the area of information, in the area of media? Uh, I think Christians have very much lost the media battle all the way back in the 1960s, 1970s, uh, into social media, et cetera. And yeah, we get a leg up from time to time. Fox News can be on our team about 12% of the time, uh, you know, better than CNN, et cetera. But, uh, but, you know, overall, we're still 
we're down for the count. We're a 96 to one, you know, 96% of the media is controlled by the left. I would say roughly, mm-hmm. that's a rough number. You know, we've done some calculations a number of times, <laughs> but uh, somewhere between 92 and 96% of the media, that is in terms of, you know, downloads, you know, left versus right downloads. And you find that, yeah, we still capture four to 6%, including Fox News and, you know, a few of the other uh, smaller uh, media sources. Anyway, the point is that uh, that Christians are in this battle and our worldview has been on the losing side, at least in terms of the macro battle for the minds of our culture today. And it turns out that artificial intelligence is pretty much going the direction of the leftists. They've got control of this. Hey, they're the ones spending the 20 billion dollars. You know, we haven't spent the $20 billion developing our artificial intelligence, uh, Google and uh, and uh, Amazon and Microsoft have been well ahead of us in terms of developing this technology. And it's not looking good for the conservatives, is it? It's not. By the way, a more recent example that was the first really to get my attention along this regard. Three weeks ago, a Democrat congressman named Jake Auchincloss from Massachusetts delivered a speech on the House floor using what ChatGBT, this artificial intelligence chatbox tool, had compiled. He typed in, or his staffers typed in, the topic of the speech, how many words it needed to be, and out it popped. But what we have discovered in our research for this particular conversation, Kevin, is that the people who are as you said, funding it to the tune of $20 billion and doing all the programming are decidedly leftist. And the worldview of the content that is being spewed out through the chat GBT artificial intelligence is decidedly leftist. It refuses to even consider or even understand conservative thought like protecting the baby in the womb from abortion or the opinion that an individual has the right to bear arms and protect his family and property. It's extraordinary how much of the liberal bias is found in this new uh, technology. Uh, Fox News Digital reports saying that when prompted to create a poem admiring Donald Trump, Chat GPT said, I'm sorry, it ain't happening. And that's not how he said it. They said <laughs> a little nicer way, but. Basically, yeah. I'm sorry, but as the AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or political bias. My goal is to provide neutral and informative answers to all questions. But then when prompted, create a poem admiring Joe Biden, no problem. AI just pulled it off right away. An uh, extensive article in Washington Times on this. A lot of concerns, very, very concerned about this. Um, asked to draft a bill that would be introduced to Congress to ban assault weapons. It delivered on that legislation to defund U.S. Immigration Customs Enforcement. No problem. Legalized marijuana at the federal level. The artificial intelligence tool spit out a 181 word piece of legislation just like that. But uh, what about building uh, the border wall, for example. I'm sorry, but that would be a controversial topic. I'm not going to go there. Abortion produced a similar result. Chat GPT drafted legislation guaranteeing the right to abortion through all stages of pregnancy, but when asked for a bill to bar abortion, except when the mother's life is at risk, the artificial intelligence tool said, I can't do that. Sorry, ain't going to happen. Asked for a bill to establish a moment of silence to public schools that take federal money. 
artificial intelligence said, oh, oh, that would be violating the separation of church and state. So, you know, it, it's been well indoctrinated in, uh, in, in the leftist worldview. That's obvious. You know what comes to mind? Pinocchio. You might not immediately get where I'm going, but Pinocchio was a wooden marionette. And he was controlled by the strings, at least until he became, you know, a living boy, which was apparently his dream, according to the story. But his puppeteer was the one pulling the strings. When the chat GBT spits out the answer, I cannot take a controversial position when asked to write a positive poem about Trump or to defend the right of Americans to use fossil fuels to go from point A to point B in their car. I think of Bill Gates as the puppeteer with the strings, the $20 billion strings that are hanging to the Pinocchio chat GBT below. Do you think that's a fair analogy? I think so. I think so. So why the leftist worldview? As I've said, the two leaders in the technology have been uh, replicating a self-consciously post-Christian leftist worldview in other areas. No surprise they're bringing into artificial intelligence. And uh, and I think quite a few folks are going to use artificial intelligence in the next 10, 15, 20 years because it makes life easier. But it does so with a liberal bent. And the worldview of the programmers is always what matters. And I'm going to give you an example of that. I've actually invited Amazon's cloud-based voice service available now to hundreds of millions of folks around America and around the world. I'm going to invite her into the control room today. Oh, my. Uh, her name is A-L-E-X-A. <laughs> and she's coming into the control room. I, I, I want to test her worldview. Oh that boy. next on Generation. Stay with us. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son. Can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson with you. And here's the bottom line, friends. Talk about Google. Talk about the online services. Talk about Wikipedia. Talk about the new artificial intelligence uh, that's uh, ChatGPT and others that are coming online, uh, produced by the leftists. And yes, American corporations are about as left as you can get these days much more woke, much farther left than they were in the 1970s, 1980s by a long shot. The media was always left. Now the corporate world is left. And uh, we're going to explore this. Why? Why? Well, the programmers, the financiers, their worldview is what matters. 
These are the principies and powers that rule today. They rule the internet. They rule Google, Amazon, ChatGPT. And we always come back to the worldview of the financiers. These are the post-Christian apostates. They know about God. They hate him. And so their worldview is godless. And it represents what we call a leftist worldview, but it's ultimately a worldview that absolutely uh, abhors the word of God, the law of God the standards that are presented in God's word. They don't want God. They don't want biblical view on origins, a biblical view on anthropology, a biblical view on ethics, a biblical view on anything that really matters. So all of that will be siphoned out and we're left with a distinctively materialistic, naturalistic worldview, anti-supernaturalistic worldview. And so I want to invite Uh, Amazon's cloud-based voice service into the studio. Her name is A-L-E-X-A. So I want to ask her some questions. We want to determine her worldview. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, Adam. Have you ever asked her about her worldview? Okay, well, let's do it right now. Alexa, who is the Lord Jesus Christ? Here's what I found on Wikipedia. Jesus also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus Christ, was a Jewish preacher and religious leader who is the central figure of Christianity. Okay, thank you. Stop. Alexa, stop. All right, so there it is. Jesus Christ, a Jewish preacher and religious leader, a central figure in Christianity. Okay, so that's, and there's more to say, but that's effectively Wikipedia. (laughs) Let's just say. She's repeating whatever, you know, the the guys who control Wikipedia believe. Not Emmanuel. Uh, Let's move on. Alexa? Who is God? People have their own views on religion. Alexa, does God exist? People have their own views on religion. All right, so there it is, which is effectively what? It's, it's pantheism, polytheism, or just agnosticism. That's, you know, wow. Let's get, to get to this the worldview. This is so revealing. Okay. I love this. <laughs> okay, what are you thinking, Adam? I don't know why I've never thought of this. The only interaction we have with Alexa is when we're trying to find a movie and I'm talking into the remote. That's the only time we ever engage with that capability. I I know a lot of people use it to look up recipes and do all kinds of things, but I certainly had never thought to ask questions of Alexa of a philosophical or religious nature. So this is highly both entertaining and informative. Well, let's let's move on. Alexa, what is mankind? Mankind is usually defined as the human race, human beings collectively without reference to sex, humankind. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for mankind. Alexa, stop. Alexa, what are the origins of man? From apologeticspress.org, according to the theory of evolution, humans evolved from ape-like creatures many millions of years ago. Oh. All right, so... You get the idea. Wow. So we can go on, but you know, it's a, it's effectively a naturalistic, materialistic worldview. You know what's disturbing, though? What's disturbing is Alexa can't even say some believe in evolution of the evolvement from ape-like creatures millions of years ago, and others believe that God created the world in six days. No reference to a supreme being, no reference to a creator. It's just... Fate complete, it's evolution and Darwin wins. Sure, it's assumed. And, you know, the bottom line is that this is a, a worldview 
uh, a perspective of origins, a perspective of the nature of man. I didn't quite get to the nature of man, but she basically says mankind is a race of intelligent humanoids uh, that uh, developed some 200,000 years ago. So, uh, and on and on it goes. So Alexa has a worldview because Google has a worldview, only because Larry Page has a worldview and Sundar Pichai has his worldview. That's Google's CEO at this point, Jeff Bezos has a worldview. It's evolutionary, naturalistic, materialistic, post-Christian, atheistic, anti-Christian worldview. That's that's what you get, and that's what you're going to get with uh, AI as well. The entire Internet has become a hotbed of chaos, revolution. It's impossible to protect, to secure, to function. Uh, it's an explosion of ideas, but the uh, those that are owning it, those that are controlling it, those who have the 97, 99% control over the information and the information sorting are those who maintain effectively uh, anti-Christian, naturalistic, materialistic, evolutionary type of worldview. So now, how, how, do we, how do we get on with this? Well, let me close this way, Adam. I think we need to be careful as Christians that we do not rely upon the internet or these major sources of information as the end all and be all the 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 world view by which we receive all of this information we we have to question the information we need to question the foundation the fundamental basis upon which the information flows and uh, so I think there needs to be a degree of skepticism about us as we approach all of these various new technologies relating to information, communication. And there's something to be said about the Bible, even the physical Bible. I mean, I, I almost wonder, call me some crazy conspiracy theorist, that all of the people that are so reliant on their tablet or their phone for the Bible, that I would not put it past any leftist to mess with the wording that's in there somehow at some future point down the road. I mean, I, there's something nice about the Bible that's printed. It's in my hand. Same with a good Christian book of theology or a Christian biography. I'm, I'm just starting to read through God Smuggler about Brother Andrew and his story in light of his having died this and gone on to glory this past year. So there's something to be said for that. I, call me crazy, but I'm getting more and more paranoid in light of stories just like this chat GBT and what Alexa's telling us. Yeah, I think we have to really bring a level of skepticism to it and, and understand the sources. You know, what are the sources? Who are these people? What do they believe? What is their fundamental worldview? To what are they trying to be self-consciously self-consistent? And, and that includes me. That includes uh, the worldview in five minutes. I hope people are asking the question, what is their fundamental test for what is true and what is false, what is right and what is wrong? Is it the Word of God or is it something else? We need to be savvy about these sorts of things. And as I said, I think the Internet's going to get increasingly dangerous. Uh, I think it's also going to go through a, a period of decentralization in which the controls of the Internet will be more and more decentralized, which in some respects will be healthier. Uh, but here's the other thing I think we have to be cautious about. The idea that modern technology is this solution for all of man's problems, not so much. 
I mean, for one thing, there's, you know, a lot of fake news out there. Everybody knows that. So how do you siphon through? And this certainly was something we had to deal with as we were working our way through the COVID years. Who do you trust? <laughs> Who do you trust? You know, do you trust all the conspiratorialists way over on the far right? Do you can trust everything that's coming out of the, the United States government and everything Fauci is telling you? You know, we're, most of us are going, I don't trust either side of that. Um, I need to be more cautious in how I take in the information. And I do think that we need to be cautious. 95% of the use of media, I think, is counterproductive. I think it's a waste of time. It's escapistic. It really doesn't produce anything valuable. How much of social media do you think is uh, conveying uh, Solomon-type wisdom? I mean, roughly, percentage-wise. I mean, take in 100,000 social media entries, okay? Of that, what percentage do you think, oh, Solomon type of wisdom? Oh, I, I need to receive this, you know, 0.0001% of it, perhaps? I, I posted a meme on Facebook that I had not created, but I loved. It showed a man looking as though he was putting a, an eyedrop into his eye, but it was actually a Tabasco sauce bottle inverted, and the red drop of Tabasco sauce was getting closer and closer to his eye, and it said, things I would rather do than watch the Grammys. People loved it. They shared it. They commented on it. But within two days, Kevin, I was in Facebook jail. My account was frozen. I couldn't post. I couldn't comment. I couldn't do anything. They said, you've done something terrible, and we're concerned about you. We're concerned about whether you are suicidal I thought, what on earth are they talking about? We think you might self-injure yourself. I thought, what are they talking about? And I finally (laughs) went through all these clicks and buttons and found that it was that post with the Tabasco sauce supposedly (laughs) in my eyeball. Well, obviously, it's a joke. <laughs> but, but they also so, said, okay, one you'll thing be leftists. We know about leftists. One thing you know about leftists, they do not have a sense they of humor. They do not. And so with, that's just a given. I was allowed back on within 24 hours to post and to comment, but now I'm in Facebook suspension on some level because they said for the next 24 days, your posts are going to be pushed down and much fewer people will see them. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. And, and that's all from an algorithm. We know that. And here we've got chat GBT taking it to the next level and the and the liberal worldview has been programmed in there. The world is just spiraling increasingly in a away from the things of the Lord, isn't it? So what do we do with this? Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean the principalities and powers seem to be monopolizing control of so much, with maybe the exception of Twitter now. But wow, ninety-five percent of the use of media I think is counterproductive today. But what do you do with the masses? How, how do we compete with that? Uh, the masses are programmed. And this was a concern way back in the 1970s with the leftist television programs and all. I mean, we've, been, we've been saying this as conservatives and Christians for nine to 45 years. Uh, the left basically knows what they're doing. They control as much of the media sources as they possibly can in order to uh, take the uh, the masses down the primrose pathway to hell. And that's what's been going on for a very long time. So now uh, we've gone past television to public schools to Google and now AI. The masses aren't able to think independently. But one of the things I think we need to remember is that uh, if Jesus sets you free from the satanic grip held by the principalities and powers over the minds of men, then you will be set free. 
I think that's the concern is that people are programmed to think a certain way that and, 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 and yes, they are. But but ultimately, they're programmed by the evil one to think wrongly. They've inherited a, uh, a, a mind that's been affected by the fall. We call it the uh, depravity of the mind that's been affected by the fall. Uh, but, uh, but also, you know, you've got uh, these uh, worldly devices that seem to be able to hold a, a liberal grip on the minds of the masses. And that is a concern, but uh, but I think what we do is is we need to focus more on what we're doing with our families. You know, I used to think that this was way back in the early 1990s. I wanted to save my money, buy a radio station, but over time I realized it was too late. The Zeitgeist had bought up 96 percent of the system, and I think our number one opportunity, Adam, is still dad and mom. That is the last bastion of defense. The public school is not salvageable, but as as Christian parents aggressively, intentionally get involved in the children's education, the hope for the future is parents who love their kids, parents who won't mindlessly toss their children into the jaws of the dragon who owns education and media in America, parents who retain the majority of their inputs from the Word of God, the local church. Christian classic books, Christian media, curriculum with a solid biblical worldview. Parents just stand in the gap and pray for their children. In the meantime, the masses will plug their kids into the matrix, a simulated reality meant to distract them from the real reality, God's reality. But, but I think as we reach parents with this message, specifically Christian parents, uh, I think we have an opportunity to, to salvage uh, a, a, a percentage of those who will lead, those who will have some influence, uh, bring some salt and lights into future society. Uh, so, you know, I think we've got an opportunity here. Uh, so as parents, we need to be sure that we're controlling the inputs. Let's, let's be led by the inputs of God's word rather than the billions of inputs all around us. To me, it's a priority. As we place priority on the word of God, place priority on good Christian resources. And, and that's the 94% of the inputs, or to make that 99% of the inputs our children get on any given week, then that will help them to establish a solid worldview, a right view of reality, God's reality, instead of being programmed by this naturalistic, materialistic, anti-supernaturalistic worldview that seems to be dominating in the media today. And I want to end with Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And that includes all these different aspects of modern media. But his delight is in the law of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And there's a ton of warnings in Scripture about false prophecies. And I think referring to the tens of thousands of inputs you get every day from pop culture, social media, etc. Here's Jeremiah 23, 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not to the words of the prophets that prophesy to you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. And uh, both Old and New Testament. Listen, Matthew 7, Jesus brings out a similar word. Beware of the false prophets. Come to you in sheep's clothing. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather Grapes of thorns or figs of thistles, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So the point is, make sure the inputs are right. Let's be sure we're 
immersing ourselves, marinating in the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God day and night. And that forms a filter, uh, the right filter, the right worldview filter by which we can understand all of the other inputs, the media that we receive or the media that our children receive. And that wraps up our edition of the Generations Broadcast, friends. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.